Well, hello, Toowoomba. Welcome to a new week of the Talking Toowoomba podcast, proudly supported by Recognition Plus. Put your name where it counts. From promotional gear and trophies to name badges, they will help you be seen. In episode 30, we chat the artesian craft of soap making with passionate Highfields local, Vonnie from Von Katz Soaps. What a breath of fresh air and so much fun. We also asked the Mayor what will and won't take place with regards to the Carnival of Flowers. Now in news of the week, let's have Fun Fact Day this week and we have chosen Thursday the 10th of September which is Swap Ideas Day. The word swap originated in the 13th century and was used to refer to the sound of hitting. It became more known to mean exchange because people would hit their hands together to indicate they had come to an agreement. Nominations are now open for the Extraordinary Achievers 2021 Toowoomba Region Australia Day Awards. So if you know someone who has gone above and beyond consider nominating them. See tr.qld.gov.au for details. Great news for the restaurant Emma Rod, forced to close its doors in Hampton, have announced they will have a pop-up during the Carnival of Flowers at the much-loved Bunny Canellan Vineyard. Check out Facebook for more details. Now let's get on with the show. Well, I'd like to welcome to the Talking to Umba podcast a lovely lady, Vonnie Meyer. Good morning, Vonnie. Good morning, Shane. Um, Thank you so much for having me and for the opportunity to introduce myself. Look, you're most welcome. So very briefly, tell us who Vonnie is and what your business is. Well, originally from Switzerland, I've spent half my life in Australia, 20 years in Queensland, and I've been a Highfields local for the last five years. My parents and grandparents passed down their knowledge of gathering plants for food and natural remedies which got my lifelong uh, interest in health and well-being started. I've become a remedial massage therapist 10 years ago, so branching out into the manufacture of natural skincare products really was a natural progression that makes perfect sense to me. Skin is our biggest organ and what we put on it will inevitably end up in it, so I wanted to provide something valuable apart from my massage services and that got me started. Okay, now you've got a lot of different soaps one that piqued my interest was the the wood and rum luxury soap for men. You cater for men, which is great, but you've also got a lot of other different soaps. I mean, there's a coffee scrub soap. There's there's so many different ones. So how do you go about making these various different flavours of soap? Is that the word to use? Yeah, uh, flavours, but there's also the properties in it that, of course, are important. The ingredients, I handcraft natural artisan soap, so I I go as natural as I possibly can, and I make these from mostly organic and locally sourced ingredients. That's another thing that's close to my heart, um, using local as much as I can. So all my soap varieties are really made for a purpose. They have to look good as well, and they have to smell good as well, because that all attract customers. I'm really passionate for making uh, men's stuff as well, because... A lot of these beauty products are 
mainly aimed at the female market. I want to make something that men can use. And a lot of men have told me that they still like a good hunk of soap to wash themselves with. So this has come about and I'm just about to formulate another men's soap. Okay, so so you're coming up with with another men's soap, but before before we get on to that, because I'm interested in particular in the 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 wooden rum, can you tell me about the ingredients that are in that? Yeah, they're just mainly made with natural oils. So I make my soap by combining different oils with the mineralized water and sodium hydroxide, which is also known as lye or caustic soda, and this actually chemically changes the ingredients into soap. So with some of the soaps, uh, there can be other ingredients added, as, you know, like goat's milk, green tea, coffee, beer even. Beer is actually very good for your skin. <laughs> so with the wooden rum, it's got natural clays uh, to, to add the colouring so that the yellowy colour is, is actually natural clay. And then I've got some mica powders in it as well, which is ground stone. And these are uh, fragrance oil and then there's vanilla in it as well. The vanilla changes the colour in the soap, which naturally oxidises it. So, But all my, even my fragrances are phthalate-free and for most of my other soap I use certified organics or natural essential oils. Okay, now you mentioned beer there before. Now, yes. I, I can remember as a, as a kid, you know, th- there used to be the, the thing that, you know, occasionally you'd get Dad to sacrifice one of his bottles of beer and you'd let it go flat and you'd shampoo your hair with the flat beer. Yeah. Now, I also notice that you do a number of what's called shampoo bars. Can you tell us about the shampoo bars? Yeah, shampoo bars are very good and they're also ecologically friendly because you get away from uh, using shampoo bottles. So we are lessening the impact on our environment by using a product that's basically just wrapped in a paper wrapper that can be composted. So it's, it's good for you. It's good for the environment. It also hasn't got uh, sodium lauryl sulfate or anything in, in that. So it's, it's much, much better for you. And to actually achieve the extra lather in a shampoo bar, there's a bit more um, castor oil in it. Castor oil really produces a good lather. And even the castor oil itself is actually good for your skin. I do two different varieties. One's with organic hemp oil that comes from Tasmania. So it's all Australian. And then we've got an olive oil blend, which is better for more oily hair, where the hemp is better for frizzy hair or hair that needs a little bit more nourishment. Obviously, people can buy directly from your website and buy directly from you. Yes. So what's your website address to start with? It's www.voncatssoaps, with an S on the end, .com.au. Okay. Now, but you also do markets, I believe. Yes, I attend the Toowoomba Farmers Market every Saturday, and that's next to Coven Co Museum. We've got lots of great local producers, makers and bakers and growers and it's just the most fabulous market. Robin the organizer has done an awesome job building this up and is looking after us very well. So it's very enjoyable to go there and I highly recommend people to come and have a look, not just for my own products but for the atmosphere and what else is on offer. When people come and see you at the markets, do, do you have some sort of sample pack or something so they can try a variety of your, your various soaps and products? 
Yeah, I've recently brought in little sample stacks. So they are just the offcuts from the soaps and I mix and match about five of them together and make a nice little organic looking stack that's uh, it's got a little tag on it. People can choose which one they want and it gives them the opportunity to experience five different flavours without actually having to buy five soaps to try them all. I think that's a great idea. A sample pack so you can try a few different um, – I keep calling them flavours. Is that the right way to describe soap? Some of them sound they're good enough to eat, but I'm sure you, you would, don't want to actually eat them. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think it would actually harm you. <laughs> I've actually got uh, people coming up to my stall thinking it's fudge. So <laughs> it's amazing the reactions you get. And yeah, so kids have actually tried to pick them up and put them in the mouth. So uh, I've got to be really careful that, uh, that that's not happening because, uh, yeah, even though it wouldn't harm them, it, uh, it's, it wouldn't taste very nice. <laughs> So, and you also do, you can do gift packs for people. If people want to put together a little gift pack to give someone as a present for, for their birthday or Christmas or something, you can do a, a gift pack for them with a few different varieties. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I can make up themed gift, gift packs. So for Christmas uh, anniversaries, christenings, weddings, you name it. Uh, at the moment, I've got some Father's Day packs at uh, Go Vita, the health food shop in Harris Street. And because I'm the maker, I have quite a few corporate people who are using my soaps as an advertising item. I believe you have experienced that from one of the networking events and have tried one. Indeed. So there's also B&Bs, yeah. There's B&Bs I make uh, soaps for, um, like Kyambram Country Cottages and Anduramba Homestead. I have varieties that are sent to Canberra with the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade that's chosen for their uh, trade exhibitions, um, the embassies and the high commission. So I'm very proud that uh, they are wow. ordered from me. I've won a grant with the Australian Bushfire Recovery Agency to supply soaps to them. So, um, yeah, that's been, that's been a big highlight for me this year. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you, Shane. That's really good. And it's a local here in Toowoomba that's done it. It's not just some big commercial operation. It's a, a local here in Toowoomba producing quality product to supply. That's great. Yeah, and I've used a local uh, graphic designer, Natalie from Vigo Graphics, and also a local freight company, Pack and Send, to send it to Canberra and Natalie done up all my my new labels that you can now see on my website. So she's done a fabulous job. That's excellent. So there's quite a few people that use me because I can make up custom batches or people are allergic to one thing and I can make it up for them so that they can enjoy a product without having to worry about having a reaction to it. Because it doesn't matter how natural a product is. Like some people are allergic to bee stings and, I mean, that's natural as well. It can still affect you. Yeah, I suppose that's something that you, you don't necessarily think about is that whilst we know it's an all-natural product, doesn't mean that it's not going to have an adverse reaction with some people. But you've got the added advantage of that you've got quite a range of different combinations, flavours in the soaps, but you can also adjust if someone says, I'd really like the smell of that one, but I can't use it because it's got rum in it. 
mm-hmm. horrible thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so are you able to help people obviously find a soap that's not going to uh, affect them adversely but yet still have a, a pleasant smelling and healthy soap to use on their body? Yeah, definitely. There's a lovely young lass that has been using my avocado soap because she's allergic to macadamia because she's got skin conditions and the avocado seems to help her with that. One day she saw a lavender soap and said, oh my God, that smells so good. Is it possible to have the avocado with the lavender? And I said, of course, I can make that up. And yeah, she's very happy. She's got her own personal soap now. So. <laughs> well, that, that's good to know that, you know, if we've got people who've got certain allergies and and sort of need help, they can come and see you at the markets and talk to you about it and you you can come up with a combination for them. That's really great. And, of course, those markets are the Toowoomba's Farmers Markets, which are on every Saturday. Yes. And you're there every Saturday? So I'm there unless it gets uh, rainy. Obviously, uh, soap and water shouldn't mix before the shower. So. (laughs) Yes, you'd certainly clean the place up, wouldn't you? Oh, no pun intended. Oh, yeah, and it, it might get a bit, uh, yeah, like the Bon Jovi track, um, Slippery When Wet. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, it's been great having you on the podcast, Bonnie. I uh, look forward to catching up with you in the not-too-distant future at the farmer's markets. We often pop down there for a bit of a, a sticky beak and purchase something that's local, and it's great to support the, uh, the locals businesses here in Toowoomba. Yeah, I'd love to see you. Thanks, Vonnie. Good to chat. See you soon. Thank you, Shane. See ya. Hooroo. Bye. As always, on the first Monday of the month, we have a chat with Toowoomba's Mayor, Paul Antonio. Good morning, Paul, and welcome back to the Talking Toowoomba podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure to be part of it. Now, am I correct in saying that the council relies heavily on state government funding? And and can we talk about some of the items that's in the council's submission to the in the state government election for 2020? Yes, we do rely very heavily on external funding. And last year, out of a $500 million budget, and that was principally ratepayers' money that we spent, but there was just a mere $28 million out of that $500 million that came from external sources such as the state government, such as the federal government. And so when it comes to elections, it's very, very important that we put a four-year plan forward in this particular case, with the state government term being four years, and we brought forward a number of key priorities in our uh, way forward. And one of those, and a very critical one, of course, is the Southern Region Water Pipeline. There's been a lot of talk about us supplying water to Clifton. The bores are failing in that area. There are some issues in regard to contaminants, and we, we've uh, certainly been very keen to do that. This has been complicated by the fact that along comes the Premier and decides to pump our water all the way to Warwick, and we're still working through that. But we must provide water to Clifton somehow, some way. We're going to talk about community facilities when we go to this election. The Highfields Library is a critical one. But when you look at the economic development that we can do. It'll be pushed along by the Highfields Town Centre infrastructure development. As you know, we very wisely bought significant land in the middle of Highfields, and that's going to be developed as Highfields Central Town Park. Railway Goods Shed, the Bridge Street Quarry Gardens, of course, are very important, and the Russell Street Streetscape will be uh, make that into a very different place in Russell Street. 
Uh, and then the regional priorities. We've got regional priorities like the new Toowoomba Hospital. A new state high school should be built in the Western Growth Corridor in Toowoomba. And, of course, there's that great goal we'd like to achieve. We want to get the fast rail built between Brisbane and Toowoomba so that we could be 45 minutes from the CBD of Brisbane. So how good would that be? Yeah, I think it's very important. I agree with you. Okay, now, what's Council actually doing to help support the celebrating of our military history? Well, uh, in recent times, uh, Bernie Baz, a former uh, serviceman, helicopter pilot who uh, was domiciled here out at uh, Oakey, and of course then he chose to stay in Toowoomba. He obviously loves Toowoomba. Uh, He's a service veteran, and uh, he's very, very keen to build a museum of some sort, a military museum. But he wants to involve very heavily the veterans of the, uh, right across Australia and give them a job. Now, what council has done is we have some absolutely beautiful land on the edge of the escarpment, and it's above the Spring Bluff Railway Station. It's very near where that historic event took place, where those thousand young men from the 25th Battalion walked down from Kabbalah to Spring Bluff, and the track goes very close to our land. So what better place? to celebrate our military history than somewhere along that track. Because those young men went to New Guinea, ended up at Milne Bay, and they were part of the garrison and the first that inflicted the very first land defeat on the Japanese in that war, or in fact for some hundreds of years prior to that. The Japanese were almost invincible. So uh, we are very proud of our military history. Bernie Baz's idea is not only to build a museum, but to particularly engage a lot of people who've been impacted by their service for this country. And what a great idea. Yeah, I've, I've, I've quite touched about that. I, I didn't quite realise the full, full extent of that story, so that, that's very interesting, Paul. Now, the Toowoomba Carnival flowers and spring is upon us. How's council involvement in the carnival shaping up this year? Well, I guess in many respects it's exactly the same as it used to be. I mean, those 170,000 blooms will have been planted right across our park. Our park will be in absolutely pristine condition and will be a beautiful place to casually walk through when the carnival is on, when they're in their full bloom. The Carnival of Flowers started in 1949, and this will be the 71st Carnival of Flowers. It came to play as a result of some work that was done by the Chamber of Commerce and a a concerned community post. World War II, when things certainly weren't the way they are in Toowoomba now. So we've got great sponsors. We've got lots of people. There will be no formal parade. There'll be an itty-bitty parade, which will be, um, you know, online sort of thing. The night garden will happen. There will um, certainly be some eats in the food trail around here. The hotels, that sort of thing, will be providing that. There'll be no Heritage Bank Festival of Food and Wine. There'll be no Sideshow Alley and there'll be no Qantas Gala dinner. So that's disappointing. But we will still remember that very special event and we'll celebrate it between the 18th and the 27th of September. Well, Paul, it's time to wrap up our chat again. Thank you for your time once again. And it's hard to believe we're in September, which is my favourite month to live in Toowoomba. Absolutely. And uh, I look forward to those beautiful mornings when you can walk through the parks and just pick up the beautiful. Ambience of the flowers as you walk through. 
They just gravitate through the atmosphere and it's such a beautiful thing to do. Mornings and afternoons are just perfect. So we look forward to seeing people walking through, social distancing, of course. Uh, it is an easy time now, but we'll get there. Thanks, Paul. Bye. Thanks. See ya. What's On, brought to you by the Toowoomba Regional Council. Tuesday the 8th, the second Tuesday of the month, sees Canvas Co-working Entrepreneurs Breakfast at the Parkhouse Cafe from 7.15am. Friday the 11th, Created has Cute Cows, an adult artwork class from 6 till 9pm at Tinker in Dexter Street. And Friday Night Live, an Oakey youth project for ages 12 to 24 at the Oakey Indoor Sports Centre, 6.30 till 9pm. Check the events page on the Council website for more details. And also Friday sees Leaders in Business September meetup from 6.30pm. Saturday the 12th is launch day for Lily and Wattle Co. 188 Margaret Street from 9 till 4pm. See all the individual Facebook pages for more details about these events. Markets. Please support our local markets. Saturday, the Toowoomba's Farmers Markets are on from 8am under the windmill at Cobb Co Museum. And on Sunday, the Toowoomba PCYC Markets at the PCYC Toowoomba from 6am. And the Makers Markets at the Mills Precinct from 8am. Well, that's it again for another week. We would love you to subscribe so you don't miss an episode or join our email list and get it emailed directly to you. And it's okay, we won't spam your inbox. Thanks to the girls at Toowoomba's own Recognition Plus for their support. See them for all your promotional needs. If you are holding a sporting, business or school event, we would love to hear from you so we can include you in our podcast. Enjoy your week, stay safe. I'm Shane. See you around, Toowoomba. Toowoomba.